Hey everyone. Um, one of the things that you must never forget is that we are all having a unique experience of this life, right? And Taylor Swift is singing her songs and a little boy in Cameroon is uh, uttering his first words of French. Everything is happening simultaneously in different ways, in very unique ways. And if you're carrying trauma or you're having, you know, you're suffering from early childhood stuff, anxiety, depression, etc., then that's your unique experience. And, you know, if you are paralyzed in any way or traumatized, then the experience is to heal that, right? I may, I may want to be Taylor Swift all day, every day, but it ain't going to happen. That's not what my journey's been about. And the longer I refuse what the universe has set up for me to do, the more I'm going to suffer. Now, I lived a lot in denial. So for me to acknowledge that um, that is um, my path is very difficult, right? Because... If you spend a lot of time refusing the truth or not knowing, I certainly blanked it out, then you're really in a no man's land. You can't, everybody has, is here to, you know, live in a unique expression of this mystery, which again, I don't know what it's about or anything. I do know one thing from my own experience is that um, it's unique and unique doesn't always mean great. It doesn't always mean, you know, you get the front seats at the theater. Sometimes you're gonna to have to be on the line outside, right? And um, for me, it was a, a complete trick. It was, I was completely in the dark. Now, why I was in the dark was because the experience was overwhelming and therefore I blacked it out of consciousness. I've talked about this a lot, but one of the things is that even though I blacked it out of consciousness, I may not have wanted to see it, but it did happen. And even though I didn't want to see, you know, the meteor hitting. So, so I can want to be anything else, but if, you know, unless I face what it is that I have to do, then I'm, you know, I'm stuck, you know, like floating in space, really. There's no center. There's no attachment to any kind of energetic flow. It's like a fish out of water. It's out of water. Now, I didn't know I was out of water because, again, if you've had an experience and you've blacked it out and the terror and the feelings around it, again, you may have blacked it out, but it is still functioning in the state that it happened. So for me, I may have blacked out the sexual abuse because it was so terrifying, but it still happened. And that energy and the energy of those people is still in my system. So that needs to be cleansed out. And that's why it's terrifying to go into that darkness and open up the doors and the windows to that consciousness because it was so terrifying, that's why it's in the dark. Now, I need to go in with the help of the ayahuasca, and that's the only way I've gotten in, 
and open the hatchet and open the doors and see and the energy and everything that happened and the terror, etc. So I can be cleansed of it. So whatever happened to you in that moment, they hit you, they beat you, they insulted you, they whatever you'd. You may not remember, you may want to refuse it, but it, even if you've refused it and blacked it out, the imprint of that energy lives inside your energetic system. You can't see it because it's in the shadow. You can't see it because you blacked out, because you put it into the shadow. Doesn't mean it's not exerting a massive weight and influence on your energetic field. Now, I built myself out of the blackout. In other words, I blacked out the experience, right? The experience meant that I was terrified. What was left over the residue, even though I put it into the dark, was overwhelming terror and always on the verge of death, right? Because it was my own parent that did it, not only was I on the verge of death because of the terror of what he had done, but also that was the only human being that existed on my landscape that was orchestrating everyone. So there's no running into somebody else's camp or somebody else's life. That's what I got as parents. So then you're stuck with them, right? So you put the experience of what's happened and them into the dark. But you still have to live with them. You still have to survive in their purview, in their landscape. So, um, excuse me. <coughs> To be able to survive that, I put what he did into the dark and then in the light, in reality, I made him into a caring person, which he wasn't by any means of the imagination. Excuse me. <coughs> by any stretch of the imagination, right? So all of it, the truth of what happened, I blacked out. It's not in consciousness. It's in the dark, but it's still terrifying me because I haven't been able to face it. So that lives within my energetic compound. Then having to reposition him to make him work, basically going against everything that's the truth of him, that, true, that also is a denial of life, right? But again, when you're little, you have, no, you have nothing but creativity to sort of survive and then when that lie is perpetuated over and over you actually begin to believe it all right you're the hero and for me I was the heroine in a story where there was a man that was a victim that was my lie that was my survival the truth was there was an evil a piece of evil on my landscape that it had done horrific things to me and you sent me out to be abused for money that was the truth the fact was that this was a piece of demon that was actually, you know, at the threshold of my, you know, cooking, right, being made. So if you don't go and face your original, the motherboard, your original building, and you are living in the falsehood of what you built to survive, then you're stuck, right? You're stuck in one building. I was stuck in one place in one prison because I couldn't, I'd put the truth of what happened 
I blacked it out, put it into the shadow, refused it, couldn't see it, right? Then built a belief system, which was a complete and utter lie, but I had constructed it in order to survive the impossible and to make this place work. You've got to make hell work. And because I did it for so long, I believed it eventually, so I completely cut off from the truth, right? But all of it is basically a paralysis, right? There's no life. It's all a lie. The trickster originally was the thing that caught me in the net. So I was always in that net, even though it appeared that I wasn't, because I was being programmed by a lie. I built myself according to a lie because I had no access to the horror of the truth because I'd blacked it out. Had I been conscious of any of this, you know, the minute I was 16, 17, I would have run for the hills, right? And dealt with it. But because I had, you know, so solidified in it, so to speak, so believed it, that it really took a gargantuan hit by the universe for me to wake up to the massive lie. And in fact, um, you know, in, in, in a divorce, I was literally met with, you know, again, the gatekeepers of evil. I mean, everybody that was literally was energetic, you know, they were just energetic evil, every single one of those people that were involved in that. So um, I was completely tricked. I was completely trapped and I was completely at the mercy of this evil. And that's, I say that because you have to see that if you're terrified that all of this is happening in ether, right? It's, you've hidden it in your psyche, in your subconscious. And yes, you may get whips of it in different ways, but the whole sort of, Loch Ness monster is embedded is deeply inside your psyche. And for it to be pulled out, I mean, literally it's being pulled out because it's deep. I mean, this thing had claws in every cell of my body. It was deeply embedded in my body, right? It was deeply sort of etched into my fucking cells. It owned all of me like every cell in my body, so deeply was it hidden, right? So for the ayahuasca to unearth all of it, it's all its tentacles, all its reaches, all its terror, right? It had to go deep, deep into my DNA, deep into the cellular memory of what happened. And that's taken quite a long time because it's all of me. It just, it reached into every belief, every thought, every emotion. My physicality, my whole, the way that I was built, was built in accordance to that theft. So it lived, I mean, even the first day in Peru, I mean, that night, there was this, you know, massive ghost. It was the energy that was ca I was carrying around with me. It was huge, right? I had an exorcism. I was in my dreams. It was just, well, the minute it was seen and beginning to be seen, it was being pulled up. And as it's being pulled up, so the memories, I mean, it was like, you know, a deep, deep um, 
it's like a monster. I don't know how to describe it. An energetic monster. It's being pulled out by the ayahuasca. It's like a cancer, like some really, you know, it's like it's holding on. It's an ownership. It's a hostage taking. Now, again, I didn't know that it lived inside of me. I had no idea that it had taken over every inch of my being, that it lived around me like a, you know, some kind of cloud of shit, and that I was its bitch. Right? So, you don't know, you can't see, you've been drowned. Um, if it's early on, if it's a very poisonous sort of, you know, your innocence is your innocence, right? It's your little you. You're terrified you have no, you know, there's no one around you to help you. And so what's interesting was that he did this to me and then kind of made me the tool, you know, to, to, so he could be success, whatever, be successful. And, you know, and kept it from the rest of the family. So I don't know how that really happened. I think my mother knew something was off. But she was also an infantilized child and he had control over her. So there's this ownership and there's no one to go to. You've been, if you've been abused early on by an adult, it's a full-on capture. You have nowhere to go. It's just them. That's it. And it, this is crazy because everybody say, well, why is he obsessed with Maria? And my mother said, oh, because he really loves Maria, which is ridiculous. He did not love me. He used me for his own ends. So as you, as the ayahuasca pulls this thing it is like a Loch Ness monster, which is sort of energetic, and it's sort of, it's being pulled out of your system. And again, it's the strangest thing. It's almost like you're just an onlooker. When in ceremony, for me, the ayahuasca is working directly with the destruction of this energy and this entity that lives within me, you know? And I am just an observer of what's going on. Like I was caught and trapped, but it's like my landscape was caught. They just trapped and the ayahuasca is pulling this thing out. It's, it's like it's shining this sort of medicinal light on it so it can be seen and as it's being seen, it's kind of being destroyed. It's like all things in the dark, they don't want to be seen. If you see them, you know, the idea is that they're supposed to live in the kind of subconscious shadow in the dark. If they're seen, they begin to lose their power. They only have power if they live in that underworld that you have no access to. That's where they function. They function in the dark. They cannot live in the light. They were made to be built in the dark. So you almost... And it was very much like med med meditation. What's so interesting is that 
you build a viewing platform. You build this kind of separate being that's a viewing platform. And then you see yourself as a separate entity that this stuff is happening to. In ayahuasca, when in the ceremonies, again, it's like, it's inside, this thing is inside of me. And the ayahuasca sees it and pulls it out and kind of, by seeing it, it kind of defuels it of power. But this thing is living in you because there are tons of beliefs and ideas and fear and stuff that's being cleansed at the same time, right? And this is one of the, actually, I think, a very important point about this. So, so you become almost like the, in the same as meditation, you become the viewer of what's going on in your thoughts. In this place, you become the viewer of the thing that trapped you or stole you, right? I get to see it. And it's almost like it's, it's in me, but it's not me. It's almost like, again, it was the places that I blacked out. And the ayahuasca, to give me that consciousness back, for me to have my, that area back, it needs to clean up the oil spill, right? So the more consciousness you want, the less shadow you need to have, right? The more shadow, the less consciousness. The more you have in the dark, the more you've refused, the more you, you know, don't deal with, the less consciousness you have, the less here you are, the less sort of real estate you have, right? If your real estate is, you know, a few acres in a castle and you're living on the periphery of that real estate, well, it's and as I say, I live on a tent on the edge of it, it's because this other thing took over. And that happened early on in childhood where I was abused and then I was sent out to be abused. Now, I had, again, I have no recollection of that at all. It was completely put into the dark. And then I built a story in which he was a victim and I was the heroine that I built so we could, I could just survive hell. And then I believed it. And then I had no access to my, the original reason that I built this thing, right? The more layers you have, the further you are away from the original wound, the more you have to dynamite each layer because each layer is very tightly built, right, to reinforce um, the hidden truth. And what's in that hidden truth is your hostage keeper, the thing that has paralyzed you, the thing has, that refuses to let you go, the thing that kind of has been smothered, has smothered you. Remember, another thing is that you've built a whole person, right? If, you, you, if you've got to it late like I did, you will have built a whole person, beliefs, ideas, attitudes, etc. In that journey back, what you're doing is you are dismantling all of you your beliefs, your ideas, everything that you built was never you. It was just a response to massive trauma. And, you know, in my case, it was like, you know, you need to be powerless. You can't have power. You have to be core. You have to be whatever shit. You know, he's a good person. You have to fix people. All this crap. It's all crap. It's all just refuse 
that comes from a huge, terrifying trauma early on. But that's very hardwired, so you have to unwire each of that piece too, right? So it's a slow surface, it's a slow dissolution. But what's interesting is that you begin to see the shoots. So it's a dark versus a light, right? The dark is unseeable, it's deep, it's usually bad if it's in the dark, right? And when the light shows up, it pulls up all the, the refuse of darkness. And all the memory and all the truth of that moment. And as all that's being dredged up, you know, and it's writhing and doing whatever, as it's being dredged up, light, you're being, you're being, you're being given light. And it's not a one-off, it doesn't just come up. It's like it comes up, it goes down, it comes up, it's pulling it out. It, it's very difficult to remove it. But as, it, as that darkness is being opened up, light's being shone on it, which means that you're beginning to access more light. And more light means less fear. And less fear means more seeing, more seeing of the truth. So... I imagine when that abuse happened, it was terrifying. When he abused me, it was terrifying. When I was sent out to strangers, it was terrifying. I've had memories of it. The whole thing is absolutely terrifying, right? So I'm on the verge of death every second of the day because any moment someone could kill, I'm, I'm completely vulnerable. I'm a, 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 you know, a, um, a leaf in the wind at the mercy of this massive thing. So that's all terror. And the more terror there is, the more edifying a story and armor and basically building a dam that keeps you from seeing the truth. As you see the truth, the dam is being broken, right? The shit's being, you know, the sewage is coming into your consciousness. The sewage is coming out. And the sewage is going to over, basically drown the person that you've built. The person that you built is a dam. The, the, the lie that you built, the, the force of the world, you know, whatever you built, my, you know, coy, powerless, fixing person can no longer, it's being smothered by the sewage of what it was keeping behind. It was trying to stop coming out. That's coming out. The person that you are is being drowned by it. But as it's coming out, so your fear is being reduced and there's more light and in that light is kind of the sprouting of you right the more that thing is exposed the more you are arriving because it can't own you if it can't own you it's being expelled it's being evicted and again it holds on it doesn't just go in one go it's Little by little, it's your letting go. It's really that you're doing the job. You're having to let go of the person you built to allow the sewage to come in. The person you built is the dam. And for you to heal, you have to break the dam completely. 
all the beliefs, all the ideas, all the versions of you, you've got to give up. So, for example, you think, well, why? It's easy, Maria. You've, you've seen, well, no. For, so, for example, I have a, an attachment and a belief system that's connected to my mother, right? She can't have been involved in this, for example, right? But she was. I saw it in ceremony. So part of me is like if I let go of her, right, then the whole sewage has, I mean, we have like bricks and parts of us that won't, that are still holding on to the possibility that it was what you thought it was. It wasn't. She was also part of it. But because that's more difficult, that's, again, pieces of the dam that stop the full sewage flow. When you leave, you have to leave completely. There is nothing that can be left behind for you to sort of become who you are, right? So the dam is the you that you are now, that you, you are the end result of. The person you constructed as the armor. The sewage comes up once the armor begins to dissolve, your beliefs, your ideas. And the ayahuasca had a lot of problems with me because my brain was very much involved with pretending myself into existence over and over as a dam, right? So I had to build this persona, and it was built through thoughts over and over and over. And that was a very powerful, momentous thing that was like an armor. That it's, like, it's like a robot. It builds itself really quickly, right? So she had to penetrate that. She also had to penetrate the fact that it was living in me physically, that I had built a whole physical structure based on the dam that would not release the truth of the sewage, right? So that in itself is also being torn down. And that's all part of how I built myself to survive. And then beliefs like, for example, you know, my mother could not have been involved in this. There must be some, you know, last thing that I can hold on to. And that too has to be completely, you know, again, drowned. That relationship is over, right? All of it has to go for me to show up as I truly am. And so my construction was very, very powerful. It was a physical construction, an energetic physical construction, which I see as being pulled apart in ceremonies. It is a belief construction. It is a thinking construction. It is an emotional construction. It was a massive um, piece of energetic Lego building that was, it was literally its, its own um, nuclear sub, and it was moving by itself. So when I sit in ceremonies, I see myself as separate to me. It took over completely my whole building blocks of life, right? It built me psychologically. It built me physically. It was just, there was no way. It just took, took over completely. And it's energy. It's like having one of these sort of jagger um things that you see in these like video games you know they build themselves up like these aliens or something made of metal that's what was living inside of me that I couldn't see like it was a a virus it was like an alien virus of this energy 
that had trapped me, used me, caught me, and built, it replicated itself inside of me, right? And the ayahuasca is tearing it down. So it's like, if, if the universe gives you a certain amount of real estate, you know, when you arrive, they say, listen, I'm going to allot you, you know, 50 acres. And that 50 acres can grow if you grow, blah, blah. Well, this thing just, if it, there's abuse and whatever, that 50 acres is, you're just thrown off your property. It's like you get thrown off, it moves in, and you're left wanting the perimeter of your real estate in your tent thinking that's what supposed, it's supposed to be like this because it's completely taken over. Now, you have no idea. I had no idea I had been taken over like this. Again, because you have to, you know, you have to survive. You're tiny. So the more you understand the whole thing, the more that your, all your story of who you are is literally drowned. So what's interesting is originally your soul is drowned, Right? You, you disappear. They, they call it, you know, soul loss or whatever early on. And they come in and they take over and all the fear and all the abuse, etc. And so they take over. And now in this situation with Ayahuasca, she is removing them so you can return, basically. Right? So you can take back your real estate. But it's a, it's a, it's a takeover of major proportions because if you're traumatized early on, you're a child, so they know you have no power, and it's, ca it's, a, it's an act of cowardice, like, you know, I'm going to attack a, a child, um, you know, it's ridiculous, right? It's a, it's a total act of cowardice, but then as there are viruses for everything, so there are energies for everything, you know? And um, my life has been really is I thought was about you know doing architecture or whatever has actually been about tearing this thing out. That's it. That's all it's been about so far, right? It's about waking up and getting this thing out and seeing the truth. And that's why I think attention is the most powerful tool. All of this has been a series of more and more and more attention, more and more consciousness. That's why meditation is a great healer because it's more and more seeing. You know, um, trauma has you on the run from yourself. And, you know, I get why people get suicidal because it's in you and you can't seem to get this thing out, and it owns you, and it rules your life, and it has tons of power, and you can't seem to be able to budget, right? So it's like, oh, I can't live in this state of hostage-taking. And you might not even see it or know it, but it's just this inclination of just, I can't handle this thing. You know, there are not enough drugs, there's not enough whatever. I'm going to keep coming back to it. So it is an energy, and it is a hostage-taking of sorts, and it is... Um, feels sort of, yeah, it's, it's like an alien almost. I don't know how to, I mean, it's not an alien, but you know, it's like this energy. And if you don't have any access to seeing it or to understanding it or to, I mean, I would never have understood 
any of this were it not for the ayahuasca and the constant ceremonies and surrendering, right? But what you're actually taking back is consciousness, right? I can't move if I don't have consciousness. If I'm living on, it's like if I'm only online 10%, I can only get, you know, Amazon and, and some YouTube. I'm like, okay, you, your bandwidth is really reduced. And I think that's interesting because bandwidth is what it's about, the frequency of your, you know, it's all about the vibrations. One of the things when I first had that huge kind of awakening with the Kundalini awakening after 13 and a half years of meditation, as this thing, these vaults of energy were going through, I could hear this crackling radio, like this voice was coming through this radio. And I was like, what is that noise? What's that? And it's like you're getting, you get more bandwidth. Right? You're getting more access to your real estate, more perspective, more opening into consciousness, which is with the ayahuasca, you're getting downloads of information and wisdom. So if you're in a tiny room in your castle, she's basically opening up other rooms more and more and more. It's a robbery of your consciousness, of your bandwidth, of the amount of information you have access to and a paralysis of, of, you know, being very small in a very small area. So, and it's interesting because in, in, and I suppose for me, the only reason I've been able to really endure and, you know, live with it and continue to work with it is because in the ceremonies I was given kind of a taste or the, the, the treatment program and basically what was going to happen after this all was over. I got a taste of what that was like, you know, you know, I wasn't, I didn't see, oh, you're going to die, or, you know, I just saw, like, okay, you know, you can have this power, right, but you can have it only when you've dumped, you get more bandwidth, you know, once you've, effect, you know, effectively seen the truth. I didn't want to see the truth. I did not want to see the truth, because the truth was so overwhelming. So in a ceremony, I literally had my five-year-old, and I'm trying to say to her, listen, you've got to tell me. I just, we can't. And then I got visions, right? But it's like, the more you keep in the dark, the more you refuse to go into, the more you, the less bandwidth, the more paralysis, the more terror, the less life. It's basically less life. And again, when you are in these ceremonies, you are almost like a viewer of your own energetic field, right? She's opened up your basement and there are demons and shit and darkness and you get to see everything that's inside of your energetic field and the things that are the blockage to the full expanse and the full, you know, expansion of your being. And for me, they took up literally 100% of my space. I mean, I say 80-20, but really it was more like, you know, 99.9. .9. I suppose I never really truly wanted to admit that it was all, I was all captured, but I was all captured. I was all captured. And one of the things of being a child, you don't, uh, you submit because you want to survive, right? You agree to it because you want to live, right? And 
You'd rather live in the pain and the addiction than the knowing of it. That's really a big one. People say, you know, do you want to, shall I wake you up? And people say, I don't want to be woken up. People would rather live in the not knowing rather than facing the pain. And it is painful. It is painful to wake up to a truth that was so horrific and the lie of what you made up. I mean, I've had to turn around and, you know, see this person who I'd built into sort of this humble mother of Teresa, you know, godly person to really, you know, the face of evil and real evil because he was a trickster and a liar and a con man. It's very difficult to believe I was so tricked, so betrayed, so used. Very difficult. But if I want myself back, it's between you and them. If I want myself back, I have to see them for who they are. When I see them for who they are, I win. But of course, for my, you know, constructed self that was the armor, it's very painful because that constructed armor is now over. I can't pretend to be that person. I never was that person, right? I don't want to be that person either. But that switch is a big one. And also, another biggie is you never had parents. That for me is a big one. It's like there was no one. It was all a lie. No one gave a shit. I had pretended, you see, most of my life was spent pretending them, like transposing music into another octave. So I kept pretending them into being caring parents. So, of course, again, all my filters just wiped out. The truth was, I was alone, I was a hostage of evil, and I was imprisoned by it, and I, um, what I was doing was like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. The Titanic wasn't going anywhere, it was sinking. But I kept believing that if I just rearranged the perspective, that they would end up being the nice people. So I built myself for a lie, right? I built myself for a lie, I meant, which meant that what I built was a lie because I refused to see the truth because the truth for a child is overwhelming and I could die. So this is all insane and it's a complete cleansing of your energetic field your psychology, your belief systems, your body, everything about you, everything about me is being reshaped. And it's mostly physical. Literally, I'm being pulled around to get this thing out of me. The only way I can totally remove it is by totally seeing it. Because I tricked myself, it tricked me, and then I tricked myself into believing that it really, really wasn't what it was, right? So I had to build many layers of trickery to sort of convert them over a long period of time. So I have to go through all those layers of my conversion of them to see them for who they are. And it's not as easy as just saying, oh, you just throw the curtain down and you see them. No, because I built this whole other structure to ensure to make them work. So that other structure too needs to be dismantled.
not only and so the more you allow yourself to agree to the truth of who they are the more your construction is dismantled right your anger your rage all my sort of holier than thou you know sacred shit about them and it was deep has now been converted into you know the rage and the anger and the truth seeing there's this there's a shedding of you and them you're being they're being expelled from your whole system you're being expelled and so are they both together because there's two things there's the darkness there's the, the truth of them and their energetic poison and then there's the cover up you're both the cover up and the container of the poison so both of them need to be dismantled and there's a big terror because i've never had the experience of not living with either either with the shadow and the poison or the cover up so there's this huge sense of vulnerability and exposure and you know what happens now you don't know what's going to happen you're being returned to the universe right it's like you were stolen from that garden of eden and they're returning you to the natural flow of life your energy was stolen and now you're being returned but you don't know what that looks like i don't know who i was before this happened or what my journey was meant to be but and that too can stop you from dissolving because the fear of like you know one of the reasons you agreed to all of this was the fear of it was either this or oblivion as a child it's oblivion or the takeover right so i the one of the reasons why it's difficult to fully release everything is i have to give up to something i don't know that was there before they showed up and they know that the darkness knows that and it's a full give up it's a full you know take me 100% and you know i've had my moments of netflix binging right i don't want to fully i don't know what that looks scary i'm scared what does that mean you know i was the poison and the cover up now the poison's been exposed the cover up's been exposed who's going to be there like what you know is that i mean even though you're with poison and abuse you know it right they may be the most evil people but you know it and you know and you've built the cover up it's all a sort of armor once you give up to the universe there's no armor you're just that and that's what you were before it happened so it's really like you've got to get in the parachute and jump completely right you can't half parachute you can't half hand glide you've got to run off that mountain with a glider and you've got to trust the universe completely and the only way you're going to do that is by seeing the full extent of your abuse right um i have to 
you know, run off that mountain with the universe. I have to trust her completely. That's the only way it will all collapse. Right? All of it. I have to trust what I don't know, what I've never known. That's like you fully give yourself up to the universe. It's a slow process. Little by little, I mean, you've been built, you know, these very powerful forces of the poison that took you and the, the, the cover-up that you built. These things have worked in unison and they, they know how they function together. Yeah, it's all you know. You don't even know, I mean, that, you know, the AOS is exposing it to you, right? Here's the truth of what happened, here's, you know, here are all the memories, here are all the feelings. Oh shit, you know, this person I built can't survive, it doesn't have any context anymore. The only reason it was there was because it was the, the, the dam to stop the shit coming out. That's all I've known. Now the shit's coming out, the dam's collapsing, and then at the end of that, there's something. You just keep going with, you know, when you go down the, you, 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 you go off the mountain on your skis, you're going down that mountain. All right, there's no take going back up the mountain. You keep going down the mountain. And, you know, there is fear because you don't know what lies at the end of it. You've never known that. I've never known myself you know, in the pool of the universe, right? In the great flow of the universe, in the truth of who I am, I have no idea what that looks like. And it's very scary, and part of me goes, I just gotta watch a movie on Netflix, like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I gotta let, keep releasing and keep releasing, right? That's what this is about, it's once you let go, you gotta let go of the, you know, Gonna let the parachute open up. Parachute is the universe. You don't know where you're gonna land. I don't know what's gonna happen next. No idea. But there's too much opening now, right? You can't, you, you've just seen too much, you know too much, a lot's been removed, you've been dismantled, you know. It's like, it's like a sitting in ceremony is like no big deal. It's like, you know, whatever shows up, shows up. But that's usually, you know, the next step is shit, you know, what happens at the end of this? I don't know. Joy. What do I do? Am I like, you know, am I, I don't know. Am I going to join a Thai monk group? You know, I don't know. Am I going to? you know, create the new next Bitcoin? I don't know, I have no idea what I am. I have no connection. I have no experience of being that because I never knew it because it was drowned on arrival. And that's ultimately what we're all doing in this energetic dismantling of abuse and trauma because it's all an injury. It's all a theft of our soul. And it's done by refusing love, by 
terrorizing you, by frightening you, by... And with the ayahuasca, the universe shows up so you can dissolve, you can shed. It's still frightening, right? You've got to keep trusting the ayahuasca and the universe and whatever it is that this mystery that we cannot understand. Because for some reason, that is your unique experience. And it won't be mine by any chance. It will be, it might be, it'll be completely different. But if you've been on the path of healing and you've been traumatized, you can't stay traumatized. The universe doesn't stop. The universe doesn't stop evolving. If you've been giving trauma as part of your unique experience, then go with it. Find a way to solve it. Find a way to heal it. Find a way to reconnect to that original self that was there. For that, you have to give everything up. And that's a whole task. You've got to take your foot off the brake. Let the universe take you. And that itself is like being on stage in front of 20 million people, right? It's like being Taylor Swift. You've got to go and do something which is terrifying. And you've got to go become a warrior. You've got to go become, you've got to go, you know, um, rescue yourself from this darkness. That's been my experience. I've had to go rescue myself from this demonic kind of takeover of my energetic field. Right, with the the troops and the allies and all the military um, group of the ayahuasca. She's come in with all these Indians, with all of this stuff for me to go and conquer this darkness. Now this is all happening in this other dimension. It's happening in the dark. It's happening on a cushion. It's a massive odyssey. Which, you know, again, if I met you on the street, be like, oh, yeah, put up sheet rock, whatever, you know. This isn't exposed. This is happening inside this other energetic field, right? It's still, whatever you need to heal, it's your conquest. It's your journey. It's your odyssey. It may not be exposed in this dimension. But you are living it real time when you're, you know. And as you live it real time, in another dimension, it's actually affecting all your energy in this dimension. You're going to attract different people. Everything is being, ch everything's being shifted around me, but I'm not doing anything. I'm just in these ceremonies, you know, allowing the ayahuasca and showing me and tearing down, you know, all this dark shit. So in the outside world, I can't change anything. You know, I can't affect anything outside if with inside I'm trapped. And even as this is being removed, energetically stuff is happening without me and I'm not even doing anything. It's just because energetically I'm being healed in this other dimension. So we can't see energy, we can't see it around us, you can't see, it's like ether. But if you look around you, 
you're manifesting energetically what's within you. And if you don't want to be in that energetic manifestation of that stuff, then the only way to change it is to change what lives within you. And if, with, if what is within you is dark and demonic and whatever and, and just and almost impossible, then you need allies to help you do that. And with me it was the ayahuasca and meditation. It helped what it's doing. And I realized finally what this healing is doing is if you had an injury early on and it was overwhelming, you shut it down. You put it into the shadow, into the darkness. You refuse to experience it. Problem is, even though you refuse to experience it, it's still affecting you, it still owns you. So the way to heal is to open up to all the experiences that you put into the dark. That's basically the simple way of doing that. Because if you put it into the dark, it owns you. And it's a paralysis. And the ayahuasca is the lantern into the dark, into the deep caverns and crevices of your motherboard. That's where you've been taken hostage on arrival in the twilight of consciousness. That's where you started refusing reality. If you started refusing reality early on and put it into the dark, you need to go back in and open up the hatchets of all of that reality. So you can re-experience, it can be pulled out, and then you get back the layers of consciousness, the bandwidth of consciousness, and you begin, begin to dissolve all of that frozen, festering shit that lives in the dark. Yeah. It's like getting a balcony in your penthouse. <laughs> you get a view, finally. <laughs>